studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. All eyes today were back on the Wuhan Institute of Virology after the head of the World Health Organization made a stunning admission. There was a premature push to, um, uh, you know, uh, especially... Uh, reduce one of the uh, options like the lab theory and I have worked in the lab and lab accidents happen it's common acknowledging for the first time that the lab could have been the source of COVID he called on China to explain what was happening there at the time of the outbreak well that's the end <sighs> that's the end there's a pregnant yeah. pause we have more on that. This this is a pretty big development from the WHO. We'll get into the why this is happening now after this. It also emerged today that the key WHO report into the origins of COVID, compiled with the help of China, contained serious errors. Chief amongst them that the first family cluster identified in Wuhan, subjects 1, 5 and 11, had all been going to the infamous wet market. That, it turns out, was simply not true. In fact, the family were different people altogether, and the data, they say, just got mixed up. Oh. It pours cold water on the theory that the market was the original source. Oh, they, it's all, okay. As I said, you know, an innocent mix-up by the Chinese. We said that all of the people that originally got it had been to the wet market. That was a different family. We right. are so sorry. Those so the, people hadn't been to the wet market at all, and the whole lab leak theory, which was banned on, censored on all social media, and anybody who dared breathe it was mocked cruelly by the Washington Post, the New York Times, and all the alphabet networks. Turns out the crooky crooked WHO at this point even has to admit, uh, yeah, all that's true. So I'll tell you what I think might be going on here. I, we've, we've discussed this many times, and at least I didn't know what is better. All these organizations, the UN, the WHO, any of your international organizations, NATO, is it better to be in them and try to reform them from the inside, or is it better to just say, we're out, you guys all suck, you're all, you're, uh, the International Olympic Committee would be another one, you guys all suck, you're all corrupt, um, we're not, we pay for everything, we're out, the way Trump wanted to do it, or does it make more sense the way Biden wants, uh, claims is that it's better to be in these organizations, even if they suck, even if they're corrupt, and try to reform them from the inside? I think this is a result of Biden getting into the WHO and trying to reform it from the inside. I think that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, I think they of- somehow strong-armed them with the, hey, we're paying for all this. Get your act together. Or we're going to blow this whole thing up. I hope that's what happened. In spite of Anthony Blinken's confusing and troubling invitation for the joke of a U.N. Uh, human Rights Commission to come in and examine the United States, he's, he's hard on China, um, and he said all the right things in their direction. And I could easily see him essentially going into Dr. Tedros' office and bounces, bouncing his head off the desk a couple of times, <laughs> <clears throat> rhetorically speaking, and, and, and saying... There's two ways you can go. You can keep covering for the communist Chinese, or we're going to expose you and your little scheme. Oh, here's my friend from the CIA, and these thick books, that's your uh, financial accounts. That's right. We know every dime you've ever received from this person, that body, that government, the rest of it. It's all going to come out, or you can start telling the truth about the Chinese bat fever. Because that's the way you got to play with these guys. They're all mobsters. We'll never know how this would have played out if uh, if we hadn't been lied to by the Chinese communists uh, 
at the very beginning. So they had the whole world. I mean, remember how much we talked about and how much jokes about the wet market? That wet market was a complete red herring. Complete. Not just it turned out not to be true. It was a completely made-up story we now know. Mm -hmm. Completely made up. Had nothing to do with it. Well, now that we know that those people never were at the wet market at all, now it goes from the likelihood that it came out of the lab versus from a bat. It's, it's, it's almost done, isn't it? Isn't almost a sealed deal? There is almost no alternate explanation. Some far southern China bat, what, traveled up to Wuhan to try to make its fortune? Or, or what, what are you even claiming? <laughs> no, it's the friggin' lab. And, and I, if it costs me my career, I will continue to point out the Chinese communists got away with that lie long enough to destroy all the evidence only because they were covered by the American media. No doubt. Who, who reflexively, because Trump said it might be the lab and he'd seen some evidence that it was the lab, they went crazy like some sort of beast and just denied it and silenced anybody who dared claim otherwise on the basis of, well, I almost said on the basis of nothing, on the basis of a letter signed by 18 scientists organized by Peter Daszak, who a simple Google search could have showed was covering his own ass because he was financing and approving of gain-of-function research in the Wuhan lab of this very sort of bat coronavirus. But you all covered for the Chinese con. Communists. Nice job. And it, if, well, it only cost millions of lives, this, this super slow response. Uh, something like $25 trillion worldwide and millions of lives. Um, at one, That's how stupid your hatred of Trump made you. At one point, studies said 90% of that could have been avoided if we'd have known at the beginning what was going on and uh, China had been under pressure or willingly turned over the information they had about how to get active vaccine and contain this thing. 90% of the damage could have been avoided. Money and lives. Really, really awful. I mean, just mm-hmm. beyond awful. And then, so aside from that, there's just the way the world looks at China. The whole world would be looking at China in a different way if we had been, uh, if we'd have known the truth from the beginning. They'd have been under so much pressure. Boy, if they'd come clean though immediately, it would have been a major PR coup for them. The China virus, the Wuhan virus, the angry Donald Trump once again with his racist comments about the, the, the coronavirus. Uh, it was a Wuhan virus. It is a Chinese virus. It's a communist Chinese virus. They did this to the world. Yep, yep. And now even the crooked, crooked WHO is admitting it. Wow, that Un- part about the China just made up a whole family that was at the wet market and that turned. Oh, and, and, and you know, I guess we're going to let them get away with the lie. Uh, the WHO is. Oh, yeah, by it, was saying, a it was a mistake. We mistook them from another family that had gone to the wet market. Now this family oh, did we a... say the Smith family? No, it was the Joneses went to the wet market. I didn't even. I should have proofread. Sorry, says no, Chairman Xi. China. Well, it is easier in China, isn't there? Like three last names accounts for a billion of the people. Oh. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, world keeps spinning. But again, you know, once again, that's I'm quite a story. Maybe we ought to rethink the idea of giving anybody the right to censor things because that's clearly misinformation nobody should hear. It's hate speech. It's not free speech. Who exactly are you going to trust with that power? 
God, we're Mark still, Zuckerberg, Joe Biden? Still dealing this, this. This I just got an email from my local library, which had opened back up just a couple of weeks ago, but they're mask mandatory again starting today. you got to wear a mask to be inside. So we're still dealing with this a full year and a half later. Worst man-made disaster ever, by far. Anyway, that's enough of that. Tedros going to get to keep his job, I suppose, running the WHO as a completely corrupt, lying bastard who cost millions of lives and trillions of dollars? I guess he will. I wonder if uh, Anthony Blinken, when he bounced his head off the desk uh, the third time, bounced Tedros' head off the desk, said, and you can keep your job if you go ahead and tell the truth about China. You know, Joe, the Guinness World Book of Records says the biggest bowl of noodles was made in Vietnam in 2018. However, a lake in Arkansas could be a new contender. Authorities say a tractor trailer hauling 20,000 pounds of ramen noodles crashed into Lake Conway on Tuesday. The driver of the submerged 18-wheeler wasn't injured, but a hazmat team was called in. So they dumped 20,000 pounds of ramen noodles into a lake. Hmm. I love ramen. I love it. Never had ramen noodles. Good Lord. You call yourself an American. What's the matter with you, boy? I don't even know what they look like. They look like noodles. They're kind of squiggly noodles. They're like uh, medium thickness, swirly noodles in a delicious broth. So nutritious, so satisfying. They're good, and they're super cheap, right? Oh, yeah, crazy cheap. Would my kids like them? Oh, yeah, I think so. Okay, maybe I'll try that today. Do they like chicken soup, like your your Campbell's chicken soup? Yeah, I think so. We're gluten-free, though, so I'll have to look into that. Oh, Uh, no, 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 no. Um, Lots of gluten. Tons of gluten. Follow up on a story from uh, last hour. We were doing this restaurant in the Northeast where people were treating the employees so badly, the restaurant decided to give their employees a a day off after them all being um, uh, yelled at. I refuse to let my staff be treated less than human and will continue to stand up for everyone in the service industry, said the uh, chef. Um, They're going to pause the service. It was greeted with an outpouring of support from community members who... We're asked to donate to the employees and send encouraging notes after the employees were abused by uh, patrons there. Um, I was talking about how I've had really bad service at restaurants throughout the pandemic, but realized it was because of everything involved. Alex works at a restaurant part-time, and you said that there has been more abuse than you've seen in past years. Yeah, I've done it. I've waited tables for about eight years of my life, and I've seen just more anger and vitriol in the last month, month and a half, than I've seen you know, ever in my history. I'm trying to put a finer point on it. Is it people are frustrated because you're understaffed and it's taking longer to get the food, or do you, are people just edgier and more angry? You know, that's a good point. I mean, normally you walk in, hi, guys, welcome to insert restaurant name here. I'll be your server. How are you? And they come back with a Diet Coke. Like, they don't they don't talk back to you. There's not, like, a happiness. Like, hey, we're out to, to dine again. We're inside. No mask. Now it's just Diet Coke. It, the people, I think, are just shorter. Their patience is a lot more Well, that's thin. interesting. So you, then, then, then I don't know about the place you work, but a lot of places they are short-staffed, and this service is not as good as you expect. So they come in angry, the service isn't as good, and then you got the recipe for real uh, poor treatment. That's interesting that people are showing up in a worse mood. I don't feel like I am, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am. And it's not every table. It's right, not sure. this overarching, like, dread going into work but it's it's noticeable at least for the serving staff wonder if there's uh, uh, they haven't been able to nail this down yet i would like to know how many of the people are 
Because, like, my life wasn't that disrupted. I didn't lose my job. I kept coming into work all the time. So I don't know if there's a lot of reason for me to have a different attitude than I normally did. If I had been sitting at home getting a government check, though, without any of the fulfillment you get out of working and, uh, you know, being around people, maybe I would be part of the edgy crowd. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 difficult to get a handle on it. And, it, you know, the, the politics of the last quite a few years have been much more hostile. And people are on social media getting angry at Twitter. Everybody says they, you know, an hour on social media makes me feel worse. So that's probably a factor as well. You can't lay it all on the Chinese bat fever. How about my theory that if you uh, you were staying home... It made you edgier, or especially if you were staying home and weren't even working. You're just kind of hanging out. It made you edgier. Anybody can comment on that? Uh, text line 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. we got more stuff on the way. Uh, uh, the, the Wall Street Journal is really trying to talk us all down from being worried about this Delta variant. Maybe we'll get to that later in the hour. They say it's not a big deal. I hey, hope- I'd like to hear that because I've seen so much that contradicts it. Yeah, I hope they're right. I boldly asked my Instagram followers, how do you say F you in corporate? These responses were kind of concerning. So let me share my favorites. First one is, help me understand. (laughs) Yes, somebody's really pissed at you if they say this. You're still unsure. Please don't hesitate to reach out. That is one condescending slap in the face if I ever see one. This one makes me feel something that I don't ever want to feel. I take a step back and provide you with some background. (laughs) How to say F you in corporate speak. That is funny. I'd like to hear more of those, honestly. Yeah, is there more? No, there's not more. Sorry, leave them wanting more. That makes me feel something I never want to feel again. <laughs> what? I was just reading about how uh, corporate dress codes are just changing completely in the wake of the COVID. Stretchy pants, flowy dresses, elastic waistbands on everything. Hallelujah. Hmm. The hard shoes, the tie, the suit, forget it, out, out, out. You think? Well, that's that's the trend right now, anyway. And, and there have been actually a couple of uh, retail stores and companies that have gone out of business. They've declared bankruptcy. They're sending zillions of their products back to the factory to be, like, nipped and tucked and, and, and altered to fit the new trends. Huh. Yeah, I just, I don't know what I what, what I think is real that's here for here to stay or... We just talked about it a lot. I don't have any idea. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, especially in fashion. Please. We could all be wearing, like, uh, the Tin Man suit from The Wizard of Oz in three years. <laughs> you, just, you don't know. I'm going to bet against that. But uh, reading this CNN report, U.S. intel assessments on Afghanistan warn of accelerating pace of Taliban holding on to the country. The long and short of it. Well, I'll read you just a little bit. U.S. intelligence assessments paint an increasingly bleak picture of the Taliban's quickening advance across Afghanistan and the potential threat it poses to the capital of Kabul, warning the militant group could soon have a stranglehold on most of the country in the wake of the U.S. withdrawal. It's accelerating at an accelerating pace, said a congressional source with knowledge of the intelligence. The long and short of it is that 
Yeah, we knew the Taliban was going to make a comeback. They're making a comeback so much stronger and so much faster than anybody even predicted. It's head spinning. Yikes. You know, I just uh, came across this story. The headline in the New York Times is China criticized the Afghan war. Now it worries about the withdrawal. All of a sudden, China's worried about instability right off their border. Well, I don't mind that. Um, Unfortunately, I guess, because this is a bipartisan problem, because Barack Obama had a full eight years of this 20 years, and, you know, Trump and Biden and Bush, everybody is involved, because it's not, you know, most of the media only likes a partisan fight where they can blame one side or the other. There's nobody doing good reporting on this is how many trillion dollars we spent. This is how many miles of road we paved. This is how many schools we built. This is how many blah, 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 blah we spent money and lives on, how many people got injured, and for nothing, for freaking nothing, as it looks as the Taliban has just taken the place back over. I mean, you could make well, the argument there wasn't another terrorist attack, but you can't prove to me that there wouldn't have been another terrorist attack anyway. Well, that's and that argument's really, really a stretch after, say, 2010. Sure. I mean, when the Taliban was on the run, we were propping up the government, trying to build it, the rest of it. There's, there's Al-Qaeda wasn't going to ooch around then, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're right. It is kind of sad that there's no media that just brings you the stories, or at least they're not, uh, they're not as prominent as others. We, we should have and, Laura Logan on again and have her tell us just how great it was at its heyday in Afghanistan when we'd spent all that money and everything building it back up. That is over now. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you. It's Friday, I'm in love. You know, I know a lot of people roll their eyes if you mention Hunter's laptop, Hunter Biden's laptop. But Politico's got a good story today. Politico, and they're not a, a right-wing organization, Politico. Politico's- you know, just, a, just a, a quick comment. The trajectory of this story reminds me a great deal of the uh, lab leak. Sure, absolutely. Most of it. Absolutely. Just hooted at and banned. Then, well, there's, there's, there's some truth to it. And then months and months later, it's like, wow, this is a huge story. Politico's got a story about how there were a flurry of... of um, Possible search warrants, grand jury subpoenas that were being pushed and pressured by a bunch of different people to to take a look at, at uh, Hunter Biden's uh, business dealings and tax records and all that sort of stuff. And it never happened in the midst of a presidential election. And, you know, we'll find out whether or not that was a good decision or not when they finally do get into all this stuff. Well, it's absolutely clear Joe knows all about Hunter's business dealings and and profited from them. There's all sorts of evidence of that, Hmm. but nobody cares. At least nobody in the mainstream media cares. Uh, Speaking of profit, i got to convince Judy. I'm going to go into the car business. You're a realtor. All right, let's just fake up the paperwork and get started because there are certain sectors that are making money like crazy right now, and cars is, is one of them. Uh, this story opens with a guy runs a uh, Kia dealership in Columbus, Ohio. He's about to get a shipment of 40 uh, Telluride SUVs. 
Because of course you have to name your vehicle after a city in Colorado. How many how many towns in Colorado have vehicles named after? <laughs> Quite a few. Anyway, um, uh, all of the vehicles are sold. All forty of them that he's about to get in are sold or have a deposit down right now. Um, frenzy for new and used vehicles being fed by two related forces: the sh- the shortage of production because of the shortage of computer chips, um, and. Even the New York Times admits this, the strong economic recovery, low interest rates, high savings, and government stimulus payments have boosted demand. New car and truck prices are up about 5% over the last year, okay? 5%. Used car prices up 45% wow. over the past year. Wow. I got to sell. I just I just haven't gotten around to it. I've been so busy. I got a ve- an extra vehicle, and uh, why I haven't sold it is just stupidity. Man, I, t- I sold a house and a car like six months ago. <laughs> uh, Idiot. You can't time things. No, you know. no, no, indeed. Now, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to read this sentence with a straight face in the New York Times. Those price increases have fed a debate in Washington about whether President Biden's policies, including the $2 trillion American rescue plan he signed in March, are responsible for the sharp rise in inflation. (laughs) Scarcity causes prices to rise, and more dollars chasing a limited number of goods cause prices to rise. It's absolutely a huge cause in the inflation. These used vehicle prices are crazy. And trade-in uh, values. Oh, I know. I know. I saw one just the other day on a deal. It was, like, unreal. Unreal. You know, I've, I've, I've always mocked those uh, those ads that come out around Christmas time where the gal or the guy wakes up and Christmas morning and goes out to the front window, and there's a new vehicle with a red bow on it. And I'm like, who does that? What is that? But I'm thinking, i got to just spirit my wife's several years old car away and 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 see if i could get like a great trade-in on a new one for. sure absolutely i mean if if new prices are up five percent use prices are up 45 percent. i mean come I, on I, do I, the math. I i saw a deal I, uh, the paperwork just the other day uh legit made sense to uh to go new over used turning in the used one i mean it just it's never been that way in the history of cars but right now it is oh, no. it's weird yeah, it is crazy. So the way some of the manufacturers are adapting to that chip shortage is kind of interesting. General Motors, for instance, has temporarily done away with certain features in some models that require a computer chip. I mean, the for instance is something I know you don't like, but uh, automatically turns off the engine when the cars stop for a red light. I hate for instance, that feature because you hate the environment. Just I wish Greta dumb. Thunberg was right here to pummel you with her little fists. I don't believe it does anything. I think it's just emotion. And the French car maker Peugeot has replaced digital speedometers with analog ones in some cars. They're like, it. hey, anybody, look at look at the storeroom. Do we have any of those old timey needly speedometers? They're speaking my language, I love analog. I need to buy one of those cars. Yeah, yeah. And finally, you probably know this rental car company sold off thousands of cars during the pandemic to survive. I mean, just they needed revenue from something. They probably considered uh, selling drugs or. Or, or extortion, but they went with selling off their fleets, and now they can't get cars and trucks, and people are desperate to rent them, so all of a sudden, you did not have Hertz, Avis, and the budget, or whatever, buying thousands and thousands of cars five years ago. They already had them. They, they'd buy a, you know, a certain amount every year, but now they've got to like rebuild their entire fleet, so it's all contributed. 
While we're talking cars, um, and I don't know how I feel about the government's pressure on all the big car makers to go electric because the, I don't know. Um, that's a different topic. Uh, but, but Americans have not shown much of an appetite for electric cars for all these years and all the talk about it. They ain't many of them sold. Half of all the electric cars in America get sold in California. The rest of the country, and that ain't very many. The rest of the country has no interest in it. But I have been saying for years, and luckily, Somebody has finally heard me. Why don't you pitch these things as fast? They always pitch them to, like, you know, Birkenstock-wearing, chai-tea-drinking, I-don't-eat-meat crowd. Why don't you pitch them to the red-blooded, I want the freaking fastest son of a car out there? Then that's what Dodge is now doing. And they're talking about their new electric uh, Challenger that's going to come out because there ain't nothing faster than a Tesla. Check out the YouTube videos. You can get whatever cool Mustang, Cobra, whatever you want. That Tesla leaves that thing sitting there. So I, I say pitch it to the people that like fast cars, and that that's what Dodge is going to roll out. That Hey, you want a muscle car? This is the muscliest muscle car that's freaking ever come along. Yeah, but they've always yeah. been pitching it to the, you know, you it's care the about Nissan the, Leaf. You care about the <laughs> environment. And you wear socks and sandals. And you just are, you just like, you're just this kind of a person. Uh, no, pitch it to the guy who wants, I want a car that's going to, pitch it to that crowd. I think Ford did a little bit with the, the Mustang Mach E. I think there, there was some if reference how quick off the line. If you want a four door Mustang, I'm not sure how many people do. It's a good-looking car. It's like the car of the year or something, isn't it? It's the worst Mustang they've ever made, in my opinion. I don't know. It's not a Mustang. They no, call it a not. Mustang it's just because it's easy market. It's a it's an automobile. Yeah. Don't compare it. Don't compare it but against anyway, the Almighty. Compare it against the. Anyway, my point is, finally, I think they caught on to the fact that hey, why not? But take advantage of the fact that these things are super crazy fast, and uh, Dodge is going to do that, and that might actually sell some cars to a crowd that otherwise is not going to buy them. You know, one final note on the uh, the car uh, supply story. Uh, this uh, guy who owns a couple of Chevy dealerships in Chicagoland um, normally has six to seven hundred cars in stock. Now he has about fifty. That's amazing. Crazy craziness. You start tinkering with the market, and things get so out of whack. And then trying to get it back in whack with other government this and that. Eh. Mm, the Wait. unintended consequences spiral and start to pile up on each other. It's going to be a long time before everything gets back to an actual market. Long time. I'm looking at some of the text today. Restaurants are understaffed because of the resources being allocated to DoorDash and Grubhub. What are the resources? Oh, oh, right, right, right. At your restaurant, you got to serve the... Yeah, I have noticed that. I've noticed. I've been to restaurants where I'm sitting there, and it looks like they're spending way more time satisfying the DoorDash orders than me sitting there in the restaurant, because hmm. they are. Interesting. Hadn't thought of that. If anything, I tip more now because I know the circumstances. I have been. My tips have gone up since uh, COVID hit. People have forgotten social skills, too much isolation, and only experiencing interaction with their family are all alcoholics now. <laughs> well, granted. I don't know if we forgot social skills of year of being indoors, but we are more rude than we've ever been before. And uh, yeah. other people saying that they're uh, they're tipping more than they have in the past. Definitely. Definitely. Good idea.
Yeah, inter- I, I wish, you know, I'd like to be part of a, a think tank or a symposium or, or something. <laughs> I almost used a really unfortunate uh, term that I think we probably used in years past when the show was a bit more raw. Anyway, uh, I would like to be part of a learned gathering of people discussing the the edginess of 2021 and where it's coming from and how much is this and how much is that, because I, I, I guarantee... If you asked 100 people in your real life today, do you think people are a little more edgy and angry uh, these days than they used to be? Uh, 100% would say yes. Well, I've, I've told this story. My doctor said he has had people come in, almost everybody, almost every patient that he has, has gotten on some sort of psych drug. I don't think that's the right term. That's a particular term. But some sort of d- drug to deal with your mental condition. Um, yeah. And uh, he said people that have never, I, I would have never guessed in a million years that they would ever ask for it, or be this sort of person would have asked for something. So people are feeling down, edgy, depressed. I don't know what it is, but and it's, it's all it's COVID-related. It's, whether it's financial stress, stop being that. Whether it's the uh, stress of uh, you know your finances or isolation, I don't I don't know. I I, I honestly don't know. Like it's the, a stew stew of causes. Like the um the the, the divorce lawyer saying they've never been busy. What's what's that? Too much time together or more more stress from uh, the, the financial stress. I I don't know. Like I said, I think those things are absolutely causes. I also think so much of life is inertia. You just continue on the path you're on because whether it's um, you don't have the courage to get off of it or it doesn't even occur to you that's a possibility or it's just it's much easier to keep going. Um, so many people yeah. have been forced off of their 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 treadmill and have reassessed their jobs, their careers, their lives and yeah, all sorts of different you ways. You brought that up a lot. So that you, you could have you could have uh, people that their situations were OK and got disrupted. Um, obviously, I mean, answered my own question. What because is there a marriage in America that it wasn't at least slightly more difficult with your kids on Zoom than it was when they were going to school? No, no, oh my gosh, not, not one in America where it didn't put more pressure on you. Yeah, that's a great point. So you could have been solid and had some problems, but I think you're right. I think there's a lot of, you know, I didn't really like my job. I really didn't like my husband. I really didn't like this. And now here's here's like my get out of jail free card. Everything's everything's new. Everything's up in the air. Things have gone mm-hmm. crazy. I'm going to do it. I'm done. I'm out. I'm changing my life. I, you think, know, you're, I think you're probably right. I love my job, but if you know, if it all came crashing down uh, tomorrow for some reason, and and the next day I had to decide, all right, start another radio show or do something completely different. I would probably do another radio show, but if it doesn't all come crashing down tomorrow, the chances of me continuing to do a radio show are 100. percent so it was the, the COVID was the great reassessment, I yes, guess. The great reassessment. Interesting. For better and worse. Huh. How about you? Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. personal trainer i know how to exercise i don't need anybody to tell me that 
I need a personal slap the food out of my hander. <laughs> Is there somebody that does that that you can hire that falls you around during the day and slaps that out of your hand? As you're as not as eating that. What do you think you're doing? That's your second one of those. Whack. Right. Donuts the other day, pizza last night. I just I have no self control. So like I said, I don't need a personal trainer. I need a personal put a cork in my mouth or <laughs> a professional a cork, shame consultant. Get a cork, get a get a a mold made the exact size, ah, and then a cork that fits that. And as soon as I open my mouth to take the bite of the pizza, jam the cork in there. Or, you know, obviously you need to be able to speak and breathe. Just muzzle you like a dog. That's what I would do if I were given the job. Yeah. I heard somebody say that you you can't out-exercise a bad diet, and that's true. I mean, you know. Especially once you get past 45 or so, your joints just can't take it. Well, regardless of that, I'm just not going to do enough exercise to make up for my bad eating. i got to quit the bad eating. Uh, Portland last year, a lot of statues came down, like happened all over the country. You might remember, um... After the city councils voted with, uh, months of, uh, testimony and the rest of it. Oh, no, it was just mobs in the night. Mobs in the night took down bunches of statues, including U.S. presidents. A George Washington statue came down in Portland, an Abraham Lincoln, and a Teddy Roosevelt. And it looks like they're not going back up. Because of some new rules they put in place in Portland. Regional curators have adopted a policy that says public artworks can be removed if the subject or impact of an artwork is significantly at odds with the values of anti-racism, equity, and inclusion. Those are some loaded terms. And under the new guidelines, it doesn't look like those presidents are going to pass muster. So the George Washington, Abe Lincoln, and Teddy Roosevelt statues will not be going back up. Abe Lincoln, that's just insane. So George the... freaking Washington. Most of us grew up our entire lives. Father of our country. The most indispensable man in the creation of our country. These are all very true things, by the way. He was Absolutely. the indispensable man. He is the father of our country. Uh, and you can't have a statue of him anymore in uh, one of the great cities of our land. So the perpetrators of this incoherent fake philosophy now are in charge of what statues can exist. That's why James Lindsay, and James Lindsay lives in Portland, doesn't he? That's why James Lindsay, uh, uh, what he said before these statues came down was such a good idea. He said, we've got to draw lines, make people commit to something, because otherwise, once it happens, it'll be too late. In other words, if you'd have gotten people to commit, because like five years ago, when statues first, you know, when it was always, uh, you know, Confederate soldiers, okay. We'll give you that one. But you got to draw a line somewhere. Make people say, George Washington's off limits, of course. Make people commit to that before it happens. Sure. Because and if somebody does tear down the George Washington statue, what are you going to do? You're going to put it back up again? Yes? Okay, great. Yeah. Sign here. Make people commit to that because once it happens, it's it's too late. Because it's little by little by little by little. And once you're to George Washington, I don't even know where you go from there. So if Abram X. Kendi finds somebody problematic, which is actually just a strategy, so you're always on your heels, uh, you can't have a statue uh, in that town. Maybe, th- th- that's incredible. It's incremental, and maybe you forget. The idea of a George Washington statue being torn down anywhere in America was unthinkable 10 years ago. Well, an alarmist said that next they'll be coming for Washington and Lincoln, and people are like, no, they won't. That's ridiculous. They're just against racism. 
They're not trying to tear down your history like Orwell said they do. You know, it's the next unthinkable one we're probably a couple years away from is Martin Luther King Jr. The when he finally gets turned on. Yeah. Because he already yeah, has so. been to a certain extent. That whole, uh, you know, he didn't believe in racism. Uh, Ibram X. Kendi does believe in racism. He uh-huh. believes that qualities are carried by your skin color, like racism and white supremacy. And that discrimination, racism, is permissible if it brings more equality. And uh, Martin Luther King Jr. didn't believe that. So I wonder if that's the, the next step a couple years from now. Anyway, I could absolutely see that, yeah. In June of 2020, God, it was just a year ago, several dozen people pulled down a statue of George Washington. So a couple, a handful of people get to decide in the middle of the night with a rope whether or not you have a statue of George Washington. And if they decide to bring it down, I guess it stays down. Yeah, Antifa now makes policy important. Freaking amazing. Uh, yeah. Four months later, following a protest dubbed Indigenous People's Day of Rage, people door down statues of Abraham Lincoln and Theodore Roosevelt. Um, Washington was a slave owner. You get that one. Roosevelt espoused eugenics and led imperialist wars. And Lincoln, while chiefly remembered for the Emancipation Proclamation, held racist views of black people and presided over the removal of Native Americans from their land. You are not better than Abraham Lincoln or George Washington. You were just born later. That's the one of the best things Bill Maher has ever said. Yep. Yep. Anyway, on a cheerier note, everything's a cheerier note. Well, I live I... long enough that uh, Barack Obama's name will be taken off things. Almost certainly, yeah, because he had the attitudes of his time. Armstrong and Getty.